With most things in life, there is usually more to what we see than what meets our eye, leaving us to our own meaningful interpretations and our own beautiful stories. When it comes to art, Greg's is no exception. We all see ourselves, our loved ones, our pains, our triumphs, and our hearts in these paintings. From Greg's studio to our living rooms, these images take on new and different meaning with each wall they hang on and each life they touch. Now, Greg invites you to take a glimpse behind the curtain into his own stories and inspirations of his art. Because just like us, these creations have a deeper story to tell. And if we let them, we'll find that they have the power to be healing, inspiring, and awakening. All right. Hi, Dad. Hi, Kylie. How are you? I'm good. I'm surviving allergies. <laughs> it is allergy season here in Utah. Yeah, well, we've been spending, it's summer, so we have a bunch of family in town, kids everywhere. Yeah, it's and been fun. The allergies are like a billion times worse <laughs> up in Hebrew, I swear. Okay, so you we'll get both, to stare at my puffy eyes. And we'll both try not to sniffle too much. I can't make any promises. <laughs> well, it's not going to... We're here today. We're going to talk a little bit about in the world, not of the world. Well, not Dad. Oh. You went too soon. Oh, start over. Let's do it again. Drum roll. We're going to talk about in the world, not of the world. Yeah. That That is not only a scripture, but a title for a painting. Yeah, so I last have. time you got to choose the picture, so I thought this time I would put my yeah, this is your idea. hat in the ring, bring in the hat. Yeah. What's that saying? Throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, I'll throw my Something hat in like the that. ring. I always screw up sayings. Like one time I sent a very serious text to someone and I said, point and case. It was like a very, I was trying to be so, like, really? Yeah, point case and case. Me, yeah. I can't get it. So I never know what those we'll sayings We'll stay away from sayings. Are. So I'll throw my hat in the ring. This week I decided the painting and I wanted to talk about in the world, not of the world. Because I think that there's a lot of, like with all of your paintings, there's a lot of ways to interpret it. And I I just think that this happens to be a topic that I'm curious about. And I'm curious to hear more about what you think about it. And also, I think that other people will relate to it as well. This is kind of a weird format, isn't it? To talk about visual images through just audio delivery. But... Maybe they'll even be better in your imagination than in, in reality. But sometimes you might want to just, you know, get online and pull up some of these images so that you have an idea of what we're talking about. And if you're able to look at it, what, what you see, just a brief description, is an image of Jesus walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The shoreline is kind of dark and shadowy and there's lots of rocks and kind of organic debris that have washed ashore it's nearing sunset and the the setting sun is right behind the savior's head so he's sort of silhouetted against this and in the sky you see some uh, colorful sunset type clouds and then you see a flock of seagulls flying overhead so the, the the thinking initially was some way to illustrate the idea of being in the world but not of the world and so 
For me, the the shadowy, rock-strewn shoreline represents the physical world that we live in. You know, it's full of obstacles and it's sometimes dark. There are kinds of all kinds of trials and tribulations we go through. But even though physically that's where we walk in the this mortal world, we can take ourselves out of that through our consciousness. And that consciousness in this painting is represented by the sun behind Jesus's head, representing that even though he's walking through this earthly life with all of the difficulties of mortality, his awareness, his consciousness was somewhere higher, represented by this celestial sphere behind his head. And kind of symbolic of what that does for a person when we're in that attitude, these seagulls fly overhead with a much higher perspective. They sort of ride in a a, a pathway that avoids those obstacles or makes life a, a lot smoother. So there's kind of the, I mean, there's a moral application to that. I think when I read the scriptures, I, I often think of, well, we want to keep ourselves away from all of the, the dark and seedy things of the world. We want to avoid those morally dark places and keep ourselves above those. But I think that's something that most people I know are already trying to do. Go down the streets, not robbing any banks, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's exactly, exactly. I, most people are are pretty doggone nice. You know, they, they're, they're trying to live good lives. So I think for the most part, we have that kind of covered. But I think there's kind of a practical side to that. Our, our everyday lives kind of suck us in to things like discouragement and depression doubt, fear, anxiety, just... And oftentimes it's even simpler than that. It's boredom and laziness and low energy, you know? <laughs> yeah, just oh yeah, the even, whole spectrum. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's everyday normal life. We deal with things that we might determine, if not negative, just... Sludgy. Not, sludgy, yeah, not, not really helpful. And so for me, the world I experience has much more to do with what is in my head than what's around me physically. I I think many of us live our lives in this mental place, and it can be a very positive, happy place, or it can be a boring place. It can be a dark, discouraging place, depending on the kinds of things we we focus on. I don't know. I'm sure you've experienced that kind of stuff, Kylie. We have to go out into society and function as normal humans the way the rest of the world does. Like it's not it's not likely for us all to just be shut-ins and get rid of technology and social media, everything that being yeah. a human in 2019 comes with. From the second we wake up, a lot of people, the noise turns on. Yeah. And then you go 16 hours a day and the noise is constant because we're in our car in 19... 19- 40, you know what I mean? People were having so many gaps of quiet throughout their day. They were not taking their phones into the bathroom and watching YouTube videos. You know, they weren't sitting on their couch scrolling through Facebook. They were driving in their car, most likely in silence. And now, no matter where we go, no matter what we do, there's no gaps of quiet anymore. Like, it's all noise. For a lot of people, till the second they lay their head down on their pillow. And that... 
oftentimes is the world that we think and experience as the real world, but it's oftentimes a virtual world. How many people get on Facebook and see, you know, the trip to Europe that their friends just got back from, and it was just amazing, and all these wonderful pictures of exciting places they visited. And what's the inner narration when you see images like that? My life isn't that cool. Thinking that that one time is not a gigantic deal. But the bottom line is we're seeing hundreds of things every day that are on some microscopic level, oftentimes making us feel feelings of either inadequacy or fear or lack. And so because we're not giving ourselves these gaps and these moments of quiet throughout the day to turn all of that off and figure out what our true and pure Christ-like inner narration is, that we don't have to do anything to gain. It's just our inherent narration. Yeah. Right? But we, we often really block that out. And so I think that this painting is a really cool depiction of how do we how do we be humans in this day and age and how do we create those gaps where we're still connecting to I think what Christ talks so much about. Be still, know that I am God, all of these, you know, and that's a different painting we'll touch on another time, but Yeah. It's a very real thing when we think about creating the world that we want. Is it something that we determine ourselves and participate in the creation of when you are filled with the noise i think you're reacting to your life and when you turn off the noise it gives you a chance to create your life yeah sometimes we feel like the world is just happening to us that we don't have any input on what it's going to be like we just sit back as a witness and we've got to make the best of whatever life the universe throws at us. But it's been my experience that the creation part is really an important aspect. And part of a little slant on this scripture, on the title of this painting that I'd like to just turn attention towards, that in the world but not of the world, the idea being what kind of a world do we want to be in? Is it just the world that happens to us? Or is it the world that we intentionally, consciously participate in in creating? Yeah, because to touch on last week, it's kind of like we we have a macro world that we yeah. deal with and a micro one, you know, the, on a grand scale, and also our personal life that we, you know, have a say in. Yeah, I, I was sorry to mean to cut you off. I, and I feel so lucky, so fortunate, so uh, grateful for the this wonderful space that I've been able to create to work in. You know, it's it, it may not be the perfect studio for any other artist, but for me, it's it's a wonderful Greg space. And, you know, I have high ceilings. I, I've got a swing inside my studio. It's like my therapy swing. I had a swing as a kid and it just makes me happy. And, and that idea was created one day in the car with you, Kylie. We were driving as I was planning, you know, building this new home and studio. You, I mean, <laughs> I think if we could watch a video, someone would think that a dentist had put us on laughing gas yes. and that we were like floating in the clouds, high as a kite. It started as just like a hilarious, what if we, what if we, put a, what if we put a swing in your studio? Yeah. 
And the same thing happens every time I get in the swing now. It's like it, you're attached to yeah, it was a laughing like the idea gas was being mask. pitched, like I said, to like a little six-year-old boy. You know, like you go into your studio and it's sophisticated, <laughs> but then it's like, wait, these are just a bunch of like toys and trinkets. Like a kid designed this. It, yeah, it's a happy place. And that was, that was my intention, to create a... a a fun space to work that I would enjoy creating in. And it's it's become that for me. And I'm really I'm excited to go to work every day. And that's that was a creation that happened in my mind a long time ago. But you try not to wait for that creation to uh, manifest physically before you're happy. I think back about the history of my studios, for example, the first quote studio that I that I created was in a little two bedroom apartment that we lived in. The second bedroom was the baby's bedroom. Our first child, Lindsay, had just been born, and so that ended up being the nursery. But I didn't have a place to paint, and so to sort of solve the the problem and appease my wife, I put a petition up in the middle of the room. It was like seven feet high, made out of two-befores and masonite. And on the baby side of the room, I painted like a fairy tale mural that that I thought would enhance the the nursery side. Do you have any pictures of that? Um, I don't know if I do. Hmm. But in essence, I, I divided the room in half. So... The studio side was a four by eight foot section of the bedroom. And a lot of times I would be painting at night, trying to get something done. Lindsay, the little baby's asleep in the crib on the other side. And I would <laughs> I would put a quilt over the top of these petition walls because there was about a foot between the top of the walls and the ceiling. And so I would rig up a quilt over the top as a ceiling to hold the light in so I wouldn't wake up the baby. So it was more like a kid's fort or something, you know, with blankets and something you'd see an eight-year-old playing in. But this was my studio and I would just burrow in there like (laughs) some kind of little forest animal and that's where I would paint. And then I think after that, we bought a home and we were remodeling it, but it had an unfinished basement no windows in this basement. It was never really meant to be inhabited. It was more like storage space. There were cobwebs and stuff. It was really not a very inspiring place to paint. But I remember, I think that's where I painted a piece that's kind of become a signature piece, Oh Jerusalem, Mm. that was painted down in this windowless basement with a couple of light bulbs hanging from the ceiling. having, (laughs) Having these physical circumstances that are... Unideal. But, but but the whole time I was there, when I was painting, I could have been... That's what I'm saying. It's like In my dream studio, up, yeah. I, I didn't see what was physically around me. My consciousness was somewhere else. And that's continued to happen. I mean, a couple of years ago, before this studio was done, I was painting in our daughter Bryn's garage because we had moved out of our house and we were living in their little basement bedroom waiting to move, and waiting to move in here. And and you just keep creating and you keep a vision in your mind of what it is that you want and you don't wait to be happy for the reality to come to pass. You just you live in that space, in that world 
in your own mind, in your consciousness. And I think it's a part of spiritually creating the world that you're looking forward to. It's part of the creative process. When I, when I create a painting, it all happens first in my mind. I can see it and it starts to evolve out of that imaginative space. And I think that happens in anything, whether it's a job or a relationship or, you know, a new place to live. It happens first in your mind and you think about it and then you you talk about it. You do what you can to move towards it. You might not know how to get there, but you stay in motion. You take whatever action you can think of that's within your power to get there. And then in your mind... You live there. That's where you're at as far as your consciousness goes. That is that is your home base. It's it's as if it's already happened and you're as happy yeah, as you would be it's, with it. It's like you feel the same things yeah, now when you paint no as different. you did in that it's tiny no basement. You were yeah, you're exactly. able to go to the same place. Yeah. And eventually over how many years it's like your outside world transformed to meet your inner feelings yeah. and your inner experiences. And also I think Sometimes it's not always a means to an end. You know, sometimes it's just about enhancing the moment at hand. Exactly. You know, like this morning and Heather's in town from Oregon. Grandkids, my nieces and nephews are over here. And something that can be so mundane, just making breakfast, making toast for everybody, getting the morning going. These things can just become so routine and so robotic. What's the funnest possibility for this moment right now? Yeah. Let's turn on music let's get the kids and the babies dancing and that moment i'm not waiting for it to turn into anything else right you know a lot of it is just we have the power to create something different than what the world hands us right. you know the world's going to hand us these these circumstances and these these experiences and then it is our job and i think our privilege to take those moments and enhance them into something really beautiful. Whether that's imagination and imagining, you know, for you, this the studio that doesn't exist yet, or just taking this moment with kids and making it so memorable. It's like because everyone's lives yeah. are so different. We all have these different lemons that we're handed. Yeah, it and can so, it can be the get together we're having tonight. What totally. do I want that to be like? Driving or, in the car when you see when yeah. you pass someone on the street, like even me talking to you right now, I could say, "Okay, well, I'm not an artist. I don't have a studio to visualize." Like easy for you to say, you have, you yeah. know, and yeah. and 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 that's not the point of it. That's exactly. not what you're saying. It's what do you have at hand right now? Because everybody's going to pass, you know, a stranger on the street today. Take that moment and what can you make of that? Because we have to go out into the world. We have to be humans. So how do you be in those moments? And then, like you, the seagulls in the painting rise above it and turn it into yeah. something where we see the beauty. Yeah, exactly. In that. I think also in the painting, mm-hmm. you see Jesus. His, his physical eyes are looking down. Hmm. He's seeing every rock, every little bit of debris that's strewn across his path. It's not that you ignore those. I I like what you said. You see those, and then. You ask yourself, what can I do with this? This little moment, this minute-by-minute experience we have that ends up being an entire lifetime, how can I brighten that little spot in our mind 
we're thinking, what can I bring to this? Mm-hmm. And, and like those seagulls, that that's what lifts us up above and enjoying the view. I, I mean, this mm-hmm. is sort of back to that zoom in, zoom out yeah. thing we talked about last time. But I'm doing a, a, a painting, which is probably the biggest one that I've done. It's nine feet high and it's almost six feet wide. And it's a different experience because when I'm painting, I can't even see the the entire canvas. I'm, you know, I'm even at arm's length in order to be back far enough to see the entire painting while I'm working on it. I would need a brush that's seven feet long. I actually measured that today. I walked out there and for me to get the full perspective of the the painting while I'm putting a brush stroke on, I would need a brush seven feet long. So I'm working up close and up close. It kind of looks like a mess sometimes, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really look like anything. So I'm constantly having to change my perspective, step back to uh, get a better perspective. But you talk about the birds in the painting. That's that's what they have is a higher perspective. It's like me stepping back from the painting and then those kind of rough brush strokes suddenly become, oh, wow, that's a, a wonderful fabric. You know, I see a portrait emerging mm-hmm. as I step back and there's a kind of beauty that I just can't see when I'm right up close. But you have to, you have to immerse yourself. You enjoy the process of each tiny portion of the painting as insignificant as it may seem like the tiny little grass weeds on the bottom of the painting you just immerse yourself in that and enjoy that process so much and I just feel like life is like that if we dive into what some of the smallest and most insignificant moments are eventually that's going to be 70 years and we're going to stand back and see the beautiful product of our life that you get from enjoying each tiny moment and throwing yourself into it I just I don't know. I I love hearing you talk about this painting because just the birds and the grass, you put that much thought, you know, little tiny things people never, you know, see in the painting, things you sneak in there. I'm just really excited to continue hearing, you know, all of your intent behind it because there's so much more than what meets the average eye. Well, it's just a reminder. We can have an impact on the world that we live in. So I think the takeaway from this is like everybody try and use the restroom without taking your cell phone to (laughs) today yeah is that what it was yeah okay somewhere yeah that was the biggest thing i took out of it (laughs) okay no but just tiny things i think everybody i would let's all just try the tiny things this this next week to create those tiny gaps of quiet you know so we can be vessels to like you said create something great good good i love you love you too bye 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 Hi guys, thanks again for listening. Once again, if you care to see my dad on his ginormous swing or next to his ginormous painting, head over to gregolson.com forward slash blog. We have a couple pictures up there of some of the things we talked about. And if this picture that we talked about today in the world, not of the world, has affected your life in any special way or has any significant meaning to you, write to us on Facebook and tell us about it. We're going to pick someone to send a free picture to. In the meantime, we hope everybody has a healing, inspiring, and awakening week.